Radioinfluence.com. Morning Show podcast number 31, folks. Welcome, MJ Todd Schnitt here along with Froggy and Fester and a lot to cover. You know, I thought I'd start, guys, with email right off the bat and a couple of interesting queries here from a listener from Jacksonville. And it starts off with, hey, guys, just wanted to drop you a line and say thank you so much for all the great podcasts. I was a loyal listener in Jacksonville and was so upset when the morning show ended. I have kept up with all the new podcasts and love them all. It's also nice to hear from Michelle occasionally. She's not here, by the way. She had to take Chloe somewhere, so I don't even know if she's going to make it on the podcast tonight. I love listening to the podcast. Usually end up laughing out loud when I'm walking around the house with my AirPods in and my kids ask me what's so funny and what I'm listening to. I know sometimes people email and tell you they remember the old morning show and I feel like every time I see a story of an elderly person hitting the gas instead of the brake, <laughs> I always think about your show and laugh. Remember that little theme song. Hey, guys, didn't we talk about that? Did I play all of them in one of the earlier podcast episodes? Yeah, I remember that. Hit the gas yeah. instead of a brake. Yeah. Another well, old fart makes a big. I think we even made our own little songs, too. Like yeah. we used yeah. to. Well, we did that live on the air, and I think, yeah, right, that's right. In one of the early episodes, maybe one of the first 10 episodes, uh, Fester uh, sang some original new jingles for Hit the Gas Instead of the Break. So, Amy in Jacksonville, here you go. Hit the gas instead of the break. Another old fart makes a big mistake. There you go. You got it, Amy. Amy goes on to also ask, did you write a book about dieting called shut your pie hole and get on a treadmill <laughs> guys do you remember i i was that was like a running gag that i was i was writing the book i i never wrote the book <laughs> yeah you said it would be eight pages right yeah one, one page on one page, page. <laughs> it's only you open the first page shut stop eating yeah shut your pie hole and get on a treadmill Oh, and then Amy in Jacksonville wants to know, whatever happened to the Hiccup Girl? Was the Hiccup Girl real or was that a bit? <laughs> oh, come on, Amy. That was all over the news. The Hiccup Girl's 100% real. And Fess, what was the story? We were the first ones to talk about Jennifer Mee, the Hiccup Girl from St. Pete, who couldn't stop hiccuping, right? We were the first ones, right? Yeah, and she was a local girl, and uh, we, we, we reached out to her right away. We got a hold of her mother, and, and we brought her in, and we tried to get her help. We sent her to chiropractors. So we sent her to doctor's appointments. We uh, Yeah, we tried to help the kid. Yeah, here's the audio of her hiccuping. Oh. I've got it. <laughs> That's uh, a little bit of Jennifer Me, the hiccup girl. That was actual hiccuping from back in the day. And from our show, it then got national attention on Good Morning America, the Today Show, Inside Edition. It was all over the place. And I remember that I was getting calls and emails from folks from all over the country, people I hadn't talked to in years, because they saw her in our studio live, and they saw me and you guys. Yeah, Hiccup Girl, 100% real. But then, remember, it took a tragic twist because she was involved in, was that a drug deal gone bad or something? and 
and she was implicated in a murder. Fester, pick up the story. It was she was like twenty years old or something, and she met a twenty-two-year-old man named Shannon Griffin and lured him into a vacant house, I think, to buy drugs. And how many years was this after the hiccuping thing? Hiccuping was in two thousand seven. In two thousand ten, right? She uh, is when she met Shannon Griffin and. Uh, she lured him behind a vacant building or a vacant house where there were two other guys, accomplices in this crime, and they shot him. Shot him four times. Yeah, Jesus. Did she get a life sentence? Yes. Oh. She is uh, currently serving life without parole wow. in a Florida State Penitentiary. Do we have any idea if Jennifer Mee is still hiccuping in the Florida State Pen? Do we have any idea? I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen the uh, Florida State Penitentiary newsletter. Uh, I could write her a letter. That is a good idea. Let's. I'm giving Fester an assignment. Fester, get a hold of Jennifer Mee, and let's see if we can do an interview with her all these years later. Let's see if we can get her on the podcast. And Can they do podcast interviews from prison? I think they can. I think you can request or you, they get phone time, so I would imagine she'd be able to get on the phone with us and Maybe every, like, two minutes it'll say, this is a call from the Florida State Penitentiary. <laughs> this call, Can you imagine? This call is being recorded. <laughs> she, she is currently at the Lowell Correctional Institution in Marion County. All right. Ocala. So, well, Fester, then get a hold of the prison PR person. Let's, or, or maybe get a hold of Jennifer Mee's mother. Or maybe John Trevina was the attorney that, remember, we hooked the me family up with john trevina because she needed a defense right everybody deserves a lawyer whether you did it or not exactly and, uh, john trevina an old friend of the mj morning show uh represented her yes could I, you imagine being her cellmate and then the girl with the <laughs> hiccups comes in non-stop well, oh my god again this this is stuff we want to know has her hiccup subsided while she's in the florida state pen that's can you imagine life sentence and you're hiccuping with another lifer the whole time for the, the rest of your life? <laughs> I've got to correct Wikipedia. What, what, what? Under notable inmates yeah. in the Lowell Correctional Institution, yeah. she is not mentioned. Oh, get out of here. How could she not be mentioned? Forget that. I, I will change this tonight. Anyway, one other thing from Amy in Jacksonville in the email. She says, what about Billy Mays? And you guys were friends with Billy Mays. And, of course, he passed away suddenly. Didn't he do a drive-through bit with you? Yes, the it's on YouTube. Fester, look that up quickly. Do MJ Morning Show and Billy Mays. Last I saw, there were over 1.5 million YouTube views of when we sent Billy Mays live on the air to do his Billy Mays pitch man at the McDonald's drive-thru speaker right at the corner of Gandhi and, uh, what is that, Manhattan? Uh, 1.5 million? Are yeah, you kidding yeah, me? yeah, the last I saw, we had 1.5 million views, so I need Fester to look it up and see how many views the MJ Morning Show Billy Mays McDonald's drive-thru bit has now. Oh, my God, I, right, I have it right I, here. This is the one that Meredith put up, and it is at 2.1 million oh, views. Oh, my God. Oh, Man, I wish we had that monetized. I, I, how do we get paid for that? How, how well, do, Meredith. <laughs> yeah, Meredith is rich now because oh, of it. Oh, wait a minute. It's on, you mean it's on Meredith's account? Yeah, Meredith Welly-Usuck, or whatever her name is. We'll lose. Stop it. We'll we'll lose sick, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so but listen, what, back in the day before we were 
social media really wasn't taking off when we were doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whoever shot the video just put it on YouTube under their own account. There's things from Hurricane's account, Meredith's account. I think I had a couple things from my personal account. Then we finally got a MJ Morning Show YouTube page. Oh. Weren't you the last person to talk to Billy Mays? Uh, I was. I spoke to Billy Mays at like 10 o'clock at night. He died overnight. I, he was going to bed. MJ, I'm going to bed. I was talking to because he was on a U.S. air flight that had a really hard landing at Tampa International. And his death had nothing to do with the hard landing. I talked to him that evening about the hard landing and he said he was going to bed and uh, he would talk to me like the next day and he died. He, he never woke up. He died overnight. The legend of a man. Oh man, Billy Mays was so cool. And of course, you know, we still have a great relationship with Anthony Sullivan here, you know, Sully, hitchman for OxyClean. You know, he took over after Billy Mays. Oh, speaking of the hiccup girl, I had one other thing I found here. This is an audio bite from, I think, Channel 8 in Tampa. And this is after she was arrested on the murder charges. Let me just roll this quickly. On the radio this morning, Jennifer Mee's mother, Rachel Robidoux, talked about the arrest on the MJ Morning Show. I don't think that she knew what was going to happen. Because that's not Jennifer. She's not out to hurt anybody. Police say even if Jennifer never... Oh, boy. And, of course, well, she's in jail for life. Anyway, Amy, great email. She concludes it with, I have so many memories of the MJ Morning Show. Love hearing about your lives now with children, as I have kids now, too. And I didn't back when the show was on. Love hearing old and new content and just hearing you all banter and making me laugh and putting a smile on my face during the crazy times we're living in. Thank you, Amy from Jacksonville. Amy, it's our pleasure. And we're hearing that a lot, you know, because of the COVID-19 issue. And, you know, we're kind of comfort food guys. We're just the, the familiar voices. It's, you know, a perfect time for the MJ Morning Show podcast to be back for so many people in the Tampa Bay area, around Florida, in Jacksonville and St. Louis, et cetera, guys. Yeah, we're like meatloaf. <laughs> I want to be mashed potatoes. Yeah, you're mashed potatoes. And I'm the gravy all <laughs> over. I guess MJ would be the meatloaf. You, you're kind of the host of the oh, show. I'm the, ma- the, oh, the, I, I'm the main item. You guys are the side dishes. Is that it? Listen, you can make me the dessert. Put whipped cream on my nipples. That's great. Uh, what do you say that I get the mystery sound out of the way? Speaking of email, let's just plow through some. It's been a while since we've done email. And, you know, we get so much, but we have so much content. So I've got a bunch of email today that we're actually taking time to do in a segment. And one of the emails, the first correct guess and the only correct guess on the mystery sound. And if you missed it, folks, toward the end of podcast number 30. So last week's podcast, I played this sound and I asked everyone, what the hell is this? Identify this sound. I had so many guesses, guys. Hundreds of emails came in. I painstakingly went through every single email only one correct guess for this. What's that sound? AJ Detroya. I don't know where he's from, but AJ Detroya sent an email that said MJ mystery sound in the subject line. He writes the mystery sound that you played on your podcast from June 30th was a telephone receiver bouncing around on a desk. It's one of those telephones that has those light-up buttons right across the top or bottom 
with the touchtone pad and the receiver typically hanging on the side of the unit. Anyway, he goes into detail. And I remember hearing that sound growing up, and I knew exactly what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, he is 100% right. Yeah! He got it! Yeah, it's that old sound. And guys, you remember the old receivers, the old phones where you have the clunky receiver that you put to your ear and then your mouth. And it had, I remember the the mouthpiece and the earpiece used to unscrew. Do you remember those styles? Yeah, of course. And then it had like the little like hearing speaker inside yeah, one. And- yeah, it had like the, the crazy, like the pickup microphone for the, the part we had talked into. And the earpiece, so you could unscrew the ear and the mouthpiece and pull the the thing out. Those old phones, when you drop those phones, it just made that harmonic sounding noise. A dong 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 dong. And that was the sound. And as I'm going through the MJ Morning Show hard drive of two terabytes, two terabytes, I found that old sound effect, and I'm like, you know what? Let's see how many people know exactly what that sound is. And guess what? AJ Detroit, the only one that got it out of, I think, 300 and something responses. And, and that's pretty good to get that many responses with a, a question of name that sound, guys. Wow, that guy AJ knows a lot about phones. My God. It's the one with the lights, the one with the <laughs> dials. I mean, what a phone dork. I don't think it I don't think it necessarily had to be the old phone that was sitting on the desk back during early law and order episodes with the clunk 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 with those little light up uh, like chiclet squares you used to push. Uh, it was like any of the even the old like single wall hanging phones that you had in your kitchen back in the 70s and early 80s. If you dropped those things they'd make that noise. Like you know if I was talking to my mom and I was at college and she'd have the phone, you know, propped up on her ear and shoulder and she's in the kitchen cooking, and then she drops the phone. That's when you'd hear the doing, 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 doing. Back when we were on the radio, that was the kind of telephone we had in the studio. The last email actually will help us launch the discussion of a bit that we were supposed to do last week. I, we had this queued up. How the hell did we miss this? Well, we, we had so it was a long podcast, and we just forgot about it. But last week, we were supposed to talk about fireworks oven because we talked about fireworks oven the preceding podcast, I think that would have been, what, June 23rd, and that would have been podcast, what, 29, and we said, okay, next week we'll talk about Fireworks Oven, and we didn't just prior to the 4th of July, so now we'll talk about Fireworks Oven after the 4th of July, and this is perfect, actually, because there are a bunch of uh, fireworks stories that we'll get to in just a bit. Fester, you wanted to talk about the Fireworks Oven and something happened what was the issue because I, I don't know what you're about to bring up years ago years and years ago we the, the the i think like in 2002 we first heard of the story that inspired the fireworks oven correct the guy was hiding fireworks from like the police he put them in his oven forgets about them goes to heat up a lasagna a couple of weeks later and blows his whole apartment up well we had multiple stories we had uh, people that put guns in the oven and they forget about putting a gun in the oven, a loaded gun, and then they they 
preheat the oven to put in a Stouffer's uh, whatever, French bread pizza or lasagna, and then the gun goes off and blasts a hole in the side of the oven or through the glass or whatever. And then with the fireworks, similarly over the years, we had multiple stories about people that put fireworks in the oven, forgot, turned on the oven, and then they had a big old 4th of July fireworks display inside their kitchen. But you're right, there was an original story that was the catalyst to us doing the fireworks oven in our parking lot. And we did it, how many times did we do fireworks oven? Was it two or three times or what? We we did it twice. We attempted it three times. Right. This original story was July 6th of 2001. Wow. Wow. That was the awesome one. That was like spectacular, right? Kansas City, Missouri, uh, fireworks hidden in a Kansas City man's oven turned out to be a recipe for a disaster when the man attempted to heat up some food, but instead blew up his kitchen. (laughs) 28-year-old guy, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, okay. So we, I don't know if we did it after the, I guess we must have done it immediately after the 4th of July, trying to get our hands on as much fireworks as we could. Right. And we did it in the parking lot. Yeah. It was fantastic. Right. So we got it an actual awesome. oven. Now, the first time, did we just light the fireworks in the oven or did we hook the oven up to 220 power to get the oven to light up? Do you remember? No, we, we, we did. We, nobody got near the oven. We actually packed the oven and I turned it on right. unplugged and then we had power engaged. Right. So the oven would light. And this was in the parking <laughs> lot. And then the oven put on the first one was the best. The one on YouTube is still pretty good, but nowhere near the first one that we did in 2001. The display, the oven blowing up, the fireworks blowing the door off the oven. This was the craziest friggin' thing that I've ever seen in my life. Now, I found audio here. I've got the video. It's on YouTube, folks. If you want to go to YouTube, search Fireworks Oven MJ Morning Show. And the 2009 version comes up, and it was still pretty good, but it wasn't as good as the first one. Here's the audio. Okay, it's smoking. It's smoking. It's smoking. It's smoking. It's smoking. Oh, here- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's some audio from back in 2009. It's still pretty spectacular. If anyone saw this and they hadn't seen the first one, they'd go, oh, my God, that's killer. But the other one was crazy. Even in the one from 2009, it blows the door open. There's the flame shooting out like like this massive flamethrower. It's still a good-looking video. The first one that we don't have a video of, nobody knew how far to get back. Nobody knew what was going to happen. <laughs> a mile and a half. <laughs> so, but we ended up going there 30, 40 feet back. That should be enough. But all these mortars started launching at us. So we're all <laughs> face down on the asphalt getting bottle rockets shot over our heads. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So the the in the middle, we tried to do one a couple of years after the original. Right. And ironically somebody called the fire department on us and and we that got shut down the day oh, we were going to do it gotcha that one got shut down so we said we're going to do it next year and we're going to do it off site so i found a location off site off out out of the city of tampa which i probably should have done for most of my fire related stunts <laughs> in complete hindsight turkey fryer fire maybe but we did it in the back of a Ford dealership, oh, Walker Ford. Yeah, Walker Mr. Ford Walker, on US 19. 
Oh, right. Yeah. He let us use his back property to blow it up, and uh, and we we did it there. I'm glad you're so excited about the third firework oven now, MJ. Why? Because the day it happened, the day we scheduled, it was on a Friday. It was our last show before vacation. Michael Jackson dies. Oh, that's right. So th- that was the whole show was Michael Jackson's death. So wait a minute. Did we ever do fireworks oven on the air or it was like like a quickie at the end of the show? What did we do? You kept me on hold till 952 <laughs> right at the end of the show 952 to 954 uh, and you probably went on till noon that day talking about michael jackson but i lined up everything i'm standing oh, out yeah. there for five hours like a moron listening to michael jackson yeah. talk calling in every commercial break can we do my bit now He's like, son no. of a bitch so essentially michael jackson oding on propofol his uh, milk of amnesia who was the doctor that gave him the injection i forgot his name michael jackson screwed up your fireworks oven back in 2009 right yes i've always been upset with you over this i've always <laughs> carried a little angst toward you about right. putting me off so long all right now after all these years here in 2020 do you feel like this is therapeutic at least do you have it off of your chest now fester I'm just realizing my life hasn't changed one bit. <sighs> Damn it. I'm holding all this for nothing. Hey, a couple of fireworks stories, and then Froggy's got, uh, I guess, an issue with Keenan Thompson and fireworks. But uh, in the Tampa Bay area, another reason why we did the fireworks oven and talked about Fourth of July is it never failed. We had stories of people that blew off fingers, blew off arms, blew off wrists. I mean, people put their eyes out, bottle rocket, boom, right, you know, right in the eye. And then also the stories about people shooting fireworks right into their roof and burning the house down or burning a car down. And guess what? Sure enough, Tampa Bay area from the Tampa Bay Times over the weekend, headline, fireworks blamed at at least four house fires, three of them in Clearwater over the weekend. Listen, fireworks were blamed for at least four house fires across the Tampa Bay area. Three of the fires were in Clearwater on Saturday night and early Sunday. One started on a roof. And the other two broke out when people placed fireworks that were still hot in garbage cans. Clearwater Fire and Rescue said the adjacent houses caught fire. 911 caller said fireworks caused the fire that destroyed a mobile home Saturday night at 16125 Boca Raton Street in Brooksville, according to the Hernando County Fire and Rescue. So it never fails. It's, it's like turkey fryers. Every year we can count on someone burns down their house, burns down the garage, burns down whatever with turkey fryers. And people are burning down houses and blowing off fingers and ears and faces and eyeballs on the 4th of July. Yeah, there a famous football player that blew his fingers off? Oh, yeah. What was his name? Idiots. He plays for the Buccaneers. It's uh, Pierre Paul. Oh, but he used to be with the Giants, right? Right. He, used to play for, he blew his fingers off when he played for the Giants. And now he plays for the Buccaneers. Can you he, look, he still plays? Is he still yeah. with the Really? Yeah, wow. he, he, he uh, played for the University of South Florida. He played for USF. Jason Pierre-Paul. Right. He plays He plays a defensive tackle. Oh, look that up. Give, give, look it up quickly. Give me the details on his fireworks accident. And, you know, the fact that he was able to overcome the fireworks injury and go on to play in the NFL, I, I give the guy a, a schnitload of credit for that. He can't be a receiver. No, he's a lineman. He's, he's a, a lineman. Big, okay. Defensive lineman. That makes sense. 
All right. Uh, from he, Delray Beach. You got it. Good for him. I'm pulling up his Wikipedia right yeah, yeah, now. Bring it, hurry up. Bring it up. Let me look up something besides Wikipedia. Hold on. Jeebus Christ. It's not. <laughs> How can it not be in his? Of course, it's got to be in this Wikipedia, dude. The Shit, biggest thing that's ever happened to him. Come okay. on. Not from Wikipedia. Yeah, here it is right here. On July 4th, 2015, Jason Pierre-Paul sustained a serious hand injury in a firework accident at his home. Four days later, he had his right index finger amputated. Oh, I wonder and, if that's an advantage as a lineman, if you could just poke people with your nubs. <laughs> that's <laughs> going to be an advantage. Well, I don't know. Oh, look at that. We're, oh, you're looking at his finger? Yeah, look at the picture. Wow. Are you looking at his mangled finger? Is that it? Ugh. Oh, my God. That's a weapon now. Listen, I give the guy a ton of credit for overcoming fireworks accident adversity and still being able to maintain a career in the NFL. All right, so, Froggy, what is your issue now with Keenan Thompson? You still can't get Keenan Thompson on our podcast. My daughter's school in New York could get Keenan Thompson to record. Uh, congratulations to the graduating girls, but he's your neighbor. And he's been quarantining in Tampa, and you still can't even get him to appear on the podcast. So uh, I guess now we're never going to have him. Did you yell at him? What happened? Well, yes. Uh, it, last night, here's the thing. I'm all about the fireworks. Okay, they're fun. But let's do it on the 4th of July or, you know, on, on that day. Uh-oh. Last night, which is... Sunday, what, July I, 5th, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it was the 5th of July. The Thompson family decided to have a party. And do fireworks until, you know, late into the night. Did it cross over into July 6th, like this morning, Monday morning? Just about. Yeah. It, it, it probably did, actually, now that you bring it up. And I'm talking about, you know, they had the real fireworks, not, not the cheap stuff. This stuff, you could hear. I mean, it was shaking my house. My dog was having a heart attack. <laughs> my kids can't sleep. So I, I went outside and I screamed. Hey, good burger, give it a break. That was my little <laughs> little shot at him. Okay, he was a good burger. And you're yelling burger. across the canal and voices carry. Did he say anything uh, back? Yeah, I mean, he had to have heard me. He you had should, to. You should have said, what's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Do, 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 do. That's what you should have done. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's like, come on, man, what are you doing? You're keeping up the whole neighborhood. I get it. You're a celebrity it doesn't give you the right to just shoot off fireworks nonstop, <laughs> thousands of dollars worth making everybody look bad with their crappy fireworks keenan thompson <laughs> blowing <laughs> off fireworks in froggy's backyard this is the late don pardo speaking good night i might have to put in a complaint to the homeowners association <laughs> i don't think his homeowners association and yours is the same no, he's nah, in a he lives on the rich side of the water. I don't think he has an HOA. I, you probably have one. He probably doesn't have one where he is because I know the street that he's on. I don't know if he, he even has an HOA over there. I, I was so pissed last night. I was like, I might just walk over there, <laughs> knock on the door, and tell him to shut up. But then I'd probably like fanboy when I'd be like, hey, Keenan, nice to meet you, buddy. Can I have your autograph? Yeah, can I get it? Hey, yeah, yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, Froggy, why don't you tell us about the dilemma that you're having with your cleaning person, uh, Fester Froggy told me the story. This Ugh. is insane. Froggy might have to fire the cleaning lady that they use during COVID-19 times. And it's through really no fault of her own. Froggy, would you like to explain this? Yeah, well, 
I don't know if you guys remember, but I have a history with cleaning people, and it doesn't really work out. I don't know if you remember Denise, the attractive one that I was very attracted to that I ended up having to fire oh, because she no, was no, too no. hot. What was that one? Explain that one. That, that was the hot tattooed one back when we had the show, and she was just too ridiculously good looking, so I had to fire her because it was just it was too much. Were you married back then, or what was the story? Yes. Yes, I was married. So yes. it was early in the marriage, and yes. describe Denise. What did Denise look like? Oh, she just, she had blue eyes, dark hair, uh, tattoos on her arm, which, you know, I don't usually like, but she pulled it off for some reason. Yeah. Very, just, she would talk on the phone constantly instead of cleaning. And I didn't even care. <laughs> I just, I would peek out my door and just sort of give a little look at her, look, see at her ass once in oh, a while. Hold on, Froggy, did you hire her or did Kim hire her? I did. I did. When so, I saw her, I hired her immediately. How old was she? And like, did she look like anyone famous? Uh, you know, what type of body? Describe her. She looked like Megan Fox, sort of in oh the face. Oh my god! Really? Without the midget thumbs and with tattoos. <laughs> yeah. So she was ridiculously hot. But that's this isn't the cleaning lady I have now. Now the one isn't so attractive. Oh, oh, hold on a minute. Hold on. So when you fired the attractive tattooed cleaning lady, how did that go back in the... And what year was that? Was that like 2010, 2011? Yeah, when was 2011, that? 2011, 2012. All right, so what was it like firing her? What did you say, and what was her reaction? I lied. I told her, what am I going to tell her? I didn't tell her, I think you're too hot to be my cleaning lady. It makes my wife feel awkward. I said I was moving. I lied. Hold on, was your wife afraid that you might try to make a move on the hot cleaning lady, or, or what? No. She knows I wouldn't make a move, but she was sort of tired of me saying how hot the cleaning lady is. You know, I would bring it up. Denise, if you are listening to the podcast, that's the real story, babe. You were just too freaking good looking. You and your tattoos. And did she have a tramp stamp when she bent over? Did you ever notice that? Oh, she had a bunch of hot tattoos. Did she wear like tight jeans and then a little like tank top? And when she bent over, you the tank top hiked up so you could see a little crack and a little tramp stamp. Did that happen? Oh. Of course, it was the best. The whole was, thing. She, she was the worst cleaning lady ever. But the way she <laughs> yeah, made up for it. Who cares? All right, Denise, that's the real story. And, uh, you know, listen, there's a good chance. We're getting tens of thousands of downloads here. So there's a good chance that Denise could be. And she knew you were froggy from the MJ Morning Show, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe she knew somehow. But, th you know, let's stop talking about Denise. I don't want, you know. How old was Denise back then? She was about 21. All right, so she'd be maybe 30 now. Oh, she would be a ripe young thirty yeah. years old. Right. Mm, All right, so let's move your kids. <laughs> let's let's move on to the new cleaning lady. And what's the problem with this one, Froggy? Well, this one's a little more frumpy and not quite as attractive. <laughs> oh my, wait a minute. What if she's listening to the podcast? No, she she doesn't speak English at oh, all. God. So I like them like that. I like them to not speak English and be uh, sort of unattractive. No habla. So she's listening to Mega, right? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> right, so I like my cleaning ladies like I like a massage therapist. I like my massage therapist to be fat and strong, meaty hands. Right. I don't want them to be attractive, obviously. You should so invite me over. She she hasn't been coming to clean for months because I guess something to do with the coronavirus. Right. Yeah. So she finally calls. She's coming over. She came over this afternoon, finally, to come clean. Right. So what I do is I unlock the door and I leave the money for them so as to not have to talk to them. He's an yeah. antisocial bastard. Antisocial. And I don't want to get in the way. They're cleaning. Yeah, you've gotten worse oh. over the years, haven't you? 
Yeah. So she comes over. Right. You know, she doesn't knock or nothing. She comes straight in the door. I'm upstairs. There's three of them. The one always starts with the bathrooms. And I'm upstairs in the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, don't tell me you're you're popping a squat and you're on the can. Really? And I go, I do that activity totally naked. It's oh something my I always have. God. Wait, well, hold on. For you, some reason. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You totally disrobe when you're on. What about when you're at work? Do you, when you were at the radio station, you take your clothes off at work as well before you, you went to, to the potty? Every time I went to the bathroom at the radio station, I was naked. <laughs> what the? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where I am. I have to. It's a, it's a, it's a. <laughs> Time. What is this? Claustrophobic thing where I don't like my knees being constricted together with my pants. <laughs> so I imagine this. You take your shirt off too. Everything. Totally ass naked. Was it the main cleaning lady or one of her other crew members that opened the door on you? It was the crew member that helps her out all the time that starts with the bathroom. Oh, and I was upstairs. Imagine this woman walks into the bathroom and she's sees me naked on the toilet in the middle of you know oh, what my god did she start screaming did she say like i caramba or something what'd she say she said right and i don't know what that means oh, uh, i siento i don't know what that means does that mean you know little wiener i don't know what that means <laughs> hang on a minute i means seat in espanol so Maybe she was saying something about uh, you're sitting on the toilet seat. I don't know. So she runs out and what? And then I come out and I say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. I see. Lo siento, lo siento, lo siento. And I'm like, no bueno, oh my gosh. no bueno, no and bueno. Go, this woman saw me naked. I'm talking about she saw my ween. She saw <laughs> everything. She saw me sitting compressed with my gut and my man boobs. Oh, my there's God. No, there's a horrible. Oh. If you think about. All the positions you sit in, the most unattractive is when you're on the toilet. All right, so I know what you're thinking, that how can you... Hold on. Lo siento means sorry. Oh, no, I thought he said asiento. No, No, I said she was going, lo siento. Oh, lo siento. siento. I thought you were saying asiento. Asiento is seat. Oh, she said sorry. Lo siento is sorry. Okay, all right. I thought you said asiento. She's saying lo siento, which is sorry. All right, my bad. She saw me naked and she starts screaming, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now, let me get this straight. Now you don't know if you can have her back in the house since she's seen you naked, so you might need to fire the whole cleaning crew because of that? No, I'm firing them, definitely. <laughs> oh, my God. Froggy. No. Dude, I can't have a cleaning lady come into my house with the other ladies. They're going to be talking to each other about how horrible my body is. And obviously... You know what they're going to be doing? They're going to be speaking about you in Spanish and like kind of laughing and, and snickering. It's like, you know, remember the Seinfeld episode with the Korean ladies and the Korean nails? Remember that? They were, yes. They were, they, were, they, were, they were making fun of Elaine. So they're going to be making fun of you in Spanish. They're going to be like, you pinga el pequeño. Oh, solito. So, I mean, am I wrong? I should, I'm going to fire him. Listen, oh, listen tell I'm moving again. what if they think that you are a, an Adonis? No, what it's impossible. It? I'm just a disgusting, melted blob oh is what they saw God. with, with, with a lot of hair. Hey, did with you tell money? Kim about this? Does she know? Yeah, she knows. And they saw COVID froggy. I haven't been shaving. I haven't been taking care of nothing. No manscaping? 
nothing, man. I am I'm nothing. They <laughs> saw the worst of the worst condition I could be in. Listen, so, if you haven't shaved yourself in six months, maybe they didn't see anything, if you know what I mean. Listen, it doesn't matter. They're they're done. I'm gonna tell them I'm moving. Adios, amigas. Thank oh, you. Man. Hey, uh, you know what happened to me? This is nasty. If you follow me on Twitter, then you saw me post this. I also did speak about it on my Schnitt Show radio show. And this is just so nasty. It was last week. It was last Wednesday. So it was the day after last week's podcast dropped. I finished my Schnitt Show at like 6 o'clock at night. And then I, I chilled out for a moment, then headed to Central Park to get on the bike. And I ride. Like, for instance, after we do the podcast, before I do the edit and send it to Jerry at 2 a.m., which he's really going to bitch and moan and complain about, uh, I got to get exercise in. I, I, I got to do some exercise. I, I head to the park. I'll do the uh, 6.1, 6.2-mile loop uh, inside Central Park. So I, I'm just starting out. I'm about to hit Central Park South. I'm in the bike lane, which is in the middle. You've got the pedestrian and the jogger lane on the left. You've got the bike lane in the middle, and then, like, the police and the park uh rangers and the maintenance folks they use like a, a far right lane for for vehicle traffic and i'm in the right spot and as I'm, I'm on the bike i'm getting some exercise suddenly a jogger sweating like a bitch no shirt on Ugh. hawks one up and lugs and spits right on me as i'm passing in the bicycle it's covid freaking 19 time and this guy's like oh and just spits right on my freaking leg. Okay, hold on. Was he aiming or was he just spinning and no, you were coming by at the it, same time? Exactly. So he didn't do it intentionally, but what kind of an ass wagon, what kind of moron, what kind of an effing inconsiderate son of a bitch bastard do you have to be during COVID-19 to spit number one in a highly populated area with lots of walkers, joggers, people walking dogs, bicyclists, why would you do that? And then why would you do that and not even look to see if someone's coming in the bike lane? Literally, right as I pass, the guy just sprays spit and all kinds of runners mung all over my damn leg. Did you stop and confront him? I did. did. Keep going? Yes, I did. You know, I, I meant to roll. I wanted to roll my camera video to then capture this and have, uh, you know, confrontation and have at least some content out of this mess. And I'm like, you asshole i actually called him an asshole i said i said you asshole why the hell are you spitting you just hit me you moron and he and he was really apologetic he's like oh man it was unintentional i'm so sorry i'm like god like why do you, I, you know luckily you know you I, nuts i, I could have kicked your ass you know what i i was so close to belting the guy but then i would have been arrested you know <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, you would have got Corona in jail. Uh, I probably would have been sent to Rikers Island until we moved back to Tampa. And then I, I would have gone to, to jail. I would have. Yeah, right. I would have died of Corona uh, on, on Rikers Island. And you know, I, I was just yelled at the guy. Luckily, on the bike, I carry a little Ziploc baggie with the PDI one minute hospital medical grade wipes. These are the real deal in the purple canister. If you ever watch TV, if you ever watch the news and they're showing you inside the ERs or the ICUs during COVID-19, you'll see a white canister with like a purple lid and like a purple and white label. That's from PDI. And those are the number one used hospital disinfectant wipes. 
And my wife has about 300 boxes here at the house. Oh, <laughs> she, as soon as they came off, of, she had some before COVID-19, and she got some quickly when it started, but then she wanted more, and they were on CDC hold. CDC was controlling all of these PDI wipes, the hand wipes, and then also the surface wipes. But subsequently, they're now shipping, so she's got a bunch of them. I carry them everywhere so we can disinfect surfaces. So luckily, I had it, but I had the wipes to wipe off my leg. But still, I had a mask on, but I don't know you know, what splattered up. I don't know what was aerosolized and if something got in my eyes. And, you know, ho- yeah. hopefully the guy's, hopefully he's negative and he's not, you know, COVID-19 positive. But still, what a dick, you know? It's so it hit your bare leg is what you're saying. Yeah, it hit me from the knee down to my shin. Oh. Yeah, and just like dripping runner phlegm, you know? It was just nasty. You know, it wasn't intentional. The guy's running. It's a natural thing to do when you run to, to spit. And you, you're on a bike silently oh. zipping up alongside of them. Jesus. Yeah, but this is, you know, nobody's spitting on the street right now. It's, Everybody's super sensitive. That's the point is you should, it's gross when it's not COVID-19 coronavirus time, but it's just even more disgusting. And it's such a lack of couth and respect to be spitting during coronavirus. Hey, speaking of COVID-19, the last week, guys, I now know the most people that I've known since this thing began here in the U.S. back in March, in the last week and even the last couple of days, I know now more people that I'm associated with, friends with, or know the family or the kids who have tested positive for COVID-19. And might I say that about 80% are in the Tampa Bay area, and that seems to run uh, hand-in-hand with the fact that COVID cases are exploding in the state of Florida, guys. What's the age spread? Uh, adults in the forties and fifties, and then also, uh, teenage kids like, um, 16, 17, 18, and then into the early twenties. You know, the reason why I ask is, uh, today we had to fill out an, uh, a survey. If we're going to send our daughter back to in-person school in like seven weeks. And I gotta tell you, I don't think I'm ready to answer that question yet. Yeah, we are going through the same thing. We don't know what to do yeah. as far as school. I mean, I know that she's not very good at learning at home, and I'm not a very good teacher. I've learned that in this last uh, season. But the, the school sends out a survey. Hey, you're gonna. Sh-? they gave us three options. Show up to in-person school, two, uh, virtual school through their system, or three, withdraw from the school and just use the county's uh County's online yeah, program. Jeez, just crazy time. What about you guys? Do you guys know folks that are COVID nineteen positive? Yeah, one of my close cousins got it, but he doesn't have the. What is it when you don't have the symptoms or yeah, it's called, asymptomatic? Yeah, asymptomatic. A- asymptomatic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And where does He's he live? Sympathetic. Where does he live? He lives in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Fester? Do you know anybody? I know of people, but in my uh, people who I pick up the phone and call and say, "Hey, what's up?" to for smirks and giggles, yeah. no. I haven't met anybody in my circle of close friends that have uh, had it. All right, folks, I got a bunch of stories I want to get to here. And then this is going to be a longer episode, I think, than usual. And then I have a classic bit segment. So I've got the entire segment from an old MJ morning show that we're going to play at the very end. And it is a froggy phone call. So we'll play that coming up in just a bit. Got a bunch of stories I want to get to. 
I want to remind everybody that all the details for the MJ Morning Show podcast are at mjmorningshow.com. Really would appreciate it if you'd spread the word. Tell everybody you know, everyone you work with, that the MJ Morning Show is back. And we have already 31 episodes recorded. People are loving these. Five-star reviews. All of the information, all of the episodes are on mjmorningshow.com. You can even just hit the play button as you scroll down and listen right off the webpage. But we'd love you to listen and download and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform. And, of course, all of the platforms, everything's listed. Everything is at mjmorningshow.com, so please spread the word. And if you're just listening to this, go ahead and pick your platform, whether it's iTunes, uh, you know, Apple, whether it's uh, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, all the different. Pick your platform, then subscribe, and then you'll get notified every Tuesday in the morning when the new episode actually hits. And don't forget, you can email us, mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's mj at mjmorningshow.com. Send any email, comments, questions, uh, anything you'd like to hear on the podcast. So mj at mjmorningshow.com. Leave us a voicemail or send us a text. We've got a phone line set up. It's the MJ Morning Show hotline. Just call 813-467-6290. That's 813-467-6290. Leave a voicemail or send a text. And on social media, make sure you follow me on Twitter. I'm at Todd Schnitt, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. On Instagram, I'm at Certified Todd Schnitt. So give me a follow on those two platforms. Fest, are you laughing at something over there? We have a 5.0 perfect rating on iTunes right now with over 340 reviews. That yeah, is awesome. That's pretty good. I mean, literally, when I say five-star reviews, I wasn't kidding around. I mean, literally, we've got, like, almost all five-star reviews. So don't, like, screw us up and leave us, like, a, a half-star review somewhere. All right, a couple of stories I want to get to here. <laughs> you saw the Kanye West thing where Kanye uh, was uh, claiming that he was going to run for president. Come on. The minute I saw that, I'm like, ignore, ignore. Let me put push the ignore button here. Kanye's up to something. It's a publicity stunt. And, of course, it was. Kanye announced that he was going to Who takes that guy seriously with anything? So, Kanye, I'm running for president. Turns out it was just a stunt for him to sell merchandise online, right? Is that that was the deal? Real, thank God. Yeah, what do you? T- I mean, Trump was a was a uh, a publicity stunt, wasn't it? It, it? it didn't quite work out that way. It worked out to be much bigger. Trump did not think he was going to win. Even the night of the night of, they were preparing his concession speech. It was a shock that he beat Hillary Clinton by besting her with electoral college votes. Trump did not, the whole team, the whole camp, no one thought Trump was going to win. And again, Trump going in originally, I think that was more of a publicity stunt. And look what happened. Froggy, I know that you're a gamer. I know you're into the whole gaming scene. I, I, listen, I don't want to get too in-depth. and I don't want to hear about your racing and your race cars. Oh, did, did Kim get her Peloton bike yet? Guys, it's a big week here in the house. It's coming on Wednesday. Holy crap. It's only been two months. <laughs> oh, my God. Fine. I will have to get a full review of Kim's Peloton bike for next week's podcast. But, Froggy, when I saw this story, I've had this for, I think, a couple of weeks now. When did I? This is from late June. You know what? I had it for last week's podcast, but I just didn't get around to it. We ran out of time. And I thought this would be perfect to get your thoughts on this. And it has to do with gaming, but it's, it's not like boring stuff. When I saw this, I'm like, what? The headline, New York Post. 
Sex addict claims hot female gamers caused him to injure his penis. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Wait, wait, wait a sec. Sex addict claims hot female gamers caused him to injure his penis. Jade the Jaguar is named in a lawsuit by Eric Estevio, who is suing Twitch for allegedly subjecting him to overly suggestive and sexual conduct and content from various female streamers. Excessive gaming is known to damage one's joystick. <laughs> a California, oh. listen to this, a California sex addict is suing the video streaming platform Twitch for $25 million after claiming that the site's overabundance of scantily clad female gamers caused him to injure his penis. In the legal document filed at uh, Santa Clara County Court on June 15th, San Francisco's Eric Estevio claimed that the Amazon subsidiary had subjected him to overly suggestive and sexual content from various female streamers. To cure the twitch in his pants, the self-proclaimed sex addict <laughs> reportedly <laughs> resorted to using a fleshlight to masturbate while watching oh. the salacious gamers which resulted in him chafing his penis every day. The, the plaintiff's Randy pastime was extremely painful and caused him redness and mild infections and forced him to use Neosporin on the tip of his penis to prevent necrosis, according to the 56-page wow. document. What the hell is... All right, Froggy, first of all, are these gaming platforms, are there really hot women that are scantily clad, showing all kinds of boobage and cleavage and, and wearing Ooh. tight... Eye what, what happens on these things? Well, a lot of times these girls play in bikinis and all kinds of stuff. And I have a favorite. Her name is Amar Amaranth. Have you heard of Amaranth? No, I have not, Brian. I don't do this. Let me crap. show you what she looks like. Okay. Oh, Let me it sounds like you have like a speech impediment saying her name. Oh, I'll move it oh. over. I can't see it on the camera. Move it over. Move it over the other way. Other way. Other way. No, no. Move, no, Fester, the, the, the other way. Mine. Okay. Look at Froggy's. All right. Look, Froggy, let me see. Oh, that was you, Fester, blocking the camera. All right. Froggy, put yours up. Go ahead. There she is. She okay. games every day. Oh, she my God. Zelda. Holy cow. So, wait a minute. Does she make money by people going to her Twitch channel? Is that how she makes money? She plays video games, and she has 6,000 people watching her. Holy every day. God. She is unbelievable. See, now, the video I was holding up for you, MJ, that is Jade the Jaguar. Oh, that's okay. Whoa. All right. Now, Froggy, wait a minute. The hot babes that are in bikinis on Twitch and doing the vi they're not really into the gaming. They just figured out a way to monetize and make money by pretending they're gamers. They can't play any of the games. They're terrible. But oh, God. they do play, you know, Dance Dance Revolution. They'll get up there in a bikini and they will dance dance and people will just watch like me for oh hours. Oh, my God. You've got no life. Anyway, all right, here's the let me finish up this story. The plaintiff's uh, little situation, extremely painful. He had to use Neosporin on his uh, penis. According to the 56-page document, Estevio alleges in the transcript that he even once ejaculated on his PC monitor, which caused his gaming system to short-circuit and resulted in a fire that temporarily caused his apartment to black out. Wait a minute. Could this, po could this possibly Jesus. be... This, this can't three stooge. This can't possibly be real, is it? Getting very <laughs> anatomical today I on mean, the podcast. I mean, this this is in the New York Post from like ten days ago. 
In response to the New York Post request for comment on the allegations, a Twitch spokesperson simply stated these claims are frivolous and have absolutely no merit. Despite the ridiculous allegations, that's what they wrote. That's what they wrote. It, it's, it's hyphenated. Estevio claims that he can't just find another hobby. According to the document, the plaintiff's various ailments, which includes depression, agoraphobia, Crohn's disease, OCD, along with sex addiction, have relegated him to surfing the Internet in his apartment all day long. And Twitch exacerbated Estevio's sex addiction because its twisted programming and net code made it nearly impossible for the plaintiff to use Twitch without being exposed to such sexual suggestive content. I got a question. Right, do you buy the froggy? Hold on. Do you buy this? Like, did you say he was pleasuring himself with a flashlight? No, flesh flashlight. Really different. The hell's that? Yeah, the the flashlight is a personal what where did I see that? I I don't uh, folks, I don't own one. I've never used one, but <laughs> I, I saw it in a movie, or it was a, a stand-up bit. That, that's how I'm aware of it. And then I looked it up, and it's, uh, well, it's you stick your thing in it. Fester seems to know a lot about it. Yeah, how do you know so much about Fester? <laughs> I saw one once at Joey B's house. Oh, no! Oh, oh my God, please. Oh, no. I'm never going to get that out of my head now. I was on the shelf. I'm like, Joe, what's that? He goes, bro, bro, let me show you this. This is the flashlight, bro. It was the greatest, bro, 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 bro. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I, I got to move on. Anyway, apparently he couldn't block the streamers, the female streamers. No way for the plaintiff to filter these women so he could watch just male gamers and not the scantily clad female gamers. This is according to the lawsuit. Uh, Estevio is reportedly following 786 female gamers and zero male ones. Well, wait a minute. So it, He's not even trying to filter anyone out here. What the hell? And he names many of the 786 female gamers that he follows in the lawsuit. So wait a minute. Why are you following them? Don't follow them. As reparations, Estevia wants a permanent ban on all listed streamers and $25 million in punitive damages, which he says that will split with other Twitch Turbo subscribers. What? Sounds Just legit. This guy can't handle himself. He's going to ruin it for everybody else. Oh, my. He's not going anywhere. He sounds, he's going to get thrown out. Holy. You guys should check out the Twitch body painters. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I, I don't have time to go on Twitch. Although, you know, I think we might start up a Twitch channel for the podcast so people can watch us do the podcast. I think it's a great idea. Oh, Would boy. I have to wear a clean shirt? I'll wear a bikini. Or, Froggy, wear nothing at all, just like what your maid saw when they walked in on you on the can. She sure did oh. see nothing. Oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. All right, guys, final bit here on podcast number 31. This is an actual segment that ran on air live on the MJ Morning Show, probably back in 2010, 2011, and I'll let it be a surprise. Froggy, set this puppy up. Go ahead. Well, I was inspired uh, the other day um, when we played an old vomit call, and I decided to do a fake radio show with a vomit character named Vincent Vanderbeck. And the Vince Vanderbeck show. All right, this is the fake radio shows where it's a totally fake character. Everything is fake except Froggy Books real guests. Because when you do radio shows, there is no shortage of experts, specialists, people that are selling books, something to pawn. You know, they've got 
plenty of time to promote whatever they're selling. And there are services, there are even radio catalogs that come out like every couple of weeks for people that are looking to do radio interviews. Our email boxes are flooded from PR agencies that are trying to book people on our shows. No shortage of guests. So Froggy has taken advantage of this by booking real guests on a completely preposterous fake radio show of, yeah. of varying descriptions. Yes, very different shows all the time. But this one, now this is the, the most normal character. Right, so, so what is the guest that you book? What are they pimping? This is like a, a, a doctor that specializes in anxiety and panic attacks and stuff like that. <laughs> so she's pitching a book. And, uh, right, did she ever hear of the projectile vomit problem? Um, I asked her, and uh, she doesn't seem to have never heard of projectile vomit syndrome. <laughs> so... It's, it's a, I mean, she doesn't hang around terribly long. Hey, Festa, do you do the intro on this as well? Of course. I have a contract with uh, all of Froggy's shows to be the uh, intro guy. Does a great job on this one. <laughs> Here it is, roll. And now it's time for the Vince Vanderback show. <laughs> Stop. What are you doing? You sound like Al Franken and Stuart Smalley. No. He was, Festa did a wonderful job. One take wonder. I go, give me an open this. How does that go? I go, it's a, he goes, what's the name of the show? No, I go, no, no, Vince not, Vanderbeck show. No, not that. How does, how does Stuart Smalley go? Oh, because I'm good enough. I'm smart, I'm smart enough, enough. And gosh darn it, people, people like, like me. me. I think that was his tagline. Is that it? I it's, remember. It sounded like that. I'm not a big fan of Al Franken, but I remember one episode he had Michael Jordan in there. He was trying that was to a great one. encourage Michael Jordan to All achieve right. good things. Here it is. Roll it. Now it's time for the Vince Vanderbeck show. All right. And uh, welcome to the Vincent Vanderbeck show. Uh, my name is Vincent. And, um, I'm sorry. This is the uh, first show ever um, of the Vincent Vanderbeck show, and I am uh, on the line right now with my very first interview. Her name is. Uh, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Vincent. Now, uh, tell me, you're a, an expert on anxiety and um, and stress and anxiety attacks, so on and so forth. And I'm sorry. That's correct. I, hang on a second. I'm going to have to. Um, this is getting to be. Hang on. This is going to get edited out. Uh, it's Vincent. I'm sorry about this, um, but I just really don't feel good. I'm uh, really nervous. Okay. I've been clinically diagnosed with a disease called projectile vomit syndrome. When I'm nervous, I vomit like every 20 seconds. Well, let's 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 start. Let's just can you close your eyes for a little bit? Yeah, hang on. Let close me just your eyes. let me. Um, I'm sorry about this. I'm gonna start up the recorder again, and then we could just pick up where we left off and pretend none of this happened. Okay, I feel a little better. Okay. 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 Is there anything specifically you would like me to ask you, like maybe about your book? I mean, what's the name of your book? Uh, I'm so sorry about that. It just sort of creeps up on me. Tell me about your new book and what it, what's it called? It's called. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh, so sorry Lord. about that. Oh, I think I might have. Everything's okay now, right? Yeah, everything's. Terrific. Okay, what's so the name of your what's the name of your book? It's called a stress. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this. Hang on, let's edit this out. Okay. All right, we're not recording. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is horrible. Okay, I got it all out. I think I got it all out. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Let's get through this again. Um, tell me uh, the name of your book and um, what inspired you to write it about well, anxiety. It's called, a, 
It's called a stress and it, it, Sorry, it, we it, meant, what is it? It's called a life. Oh. Oh. Now, the name of your website is right here, and it is. Go ahead and plug your website. Go ahead. It's called Extreme. This has been the Vince Vanderback Show. <laughs> is that too gross for seven o'clock in the morning? No. It was hard to stomach. Oh. I liked it, but. Why is it hard to stomach? It's, it's just hard to but stomach. It's, it's, it is. You're throwing up. Every time it. I ask you to plug your book, I vomit. That's awesome. <laughs> it's good. It's clearly fake. Come on. It's, it's not real vomit. No, but you think people are, are they turned off by, even though they're cartoony noises. Yeah. Come off a cartoon does, does anyone TV. have any sympathetic uh, problems? That, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 of course not. Hey, let me go to phones. Quick. Oh, geez, no. let, me, let me just get a quick review on you that. You don't want to do that. Let me get a quick froggy <laughs> review. 1-800-409-9393. Oh, the reviews are so good the other day. You don't want to go to this one. Hey, uh, mm. Hurricane, you need to answer phones because, uh, oh, wait, I got uh, ShamWow's. No, slap chop. Slap chop. Slap chop. Slap chop. Thank you. Hey, help, help with phones real quick. One, Just a quick review. I'm going to take five calls. That's it. 1-800-409-9393. Toll free, 1-800-409-9393. Just a quick little listener response. This is like an instant comment card. I told you it could be just a one-time thing here with the uh, Vincent Vanderbeck show because it might be too gross. I mean, I don't know. No, no, but oh, but I want you to do the record store guy again, the, the stoner at the record store. Wait about a week or two, and then I got, I've got a couple of premises for him, okay? Okay. All right, phones are uh, busting in now. No. All right, it's MJ. Good morning. Morning, MJ. Hi. That was hard to stomach. Was it really? I was driving, and I almost got sick. Oh, man, <laughs> it's, not, it's not what I want to hear. All right, I'm sorry. Serious. I almost got sick driving. All right, all right, I, I got you. Thank sick because it was so bad or sick because of the sounds? It was both. Hey! Son <laughs> of a bitch. All right, thanks for the call. Hi, it's MJ. Good morning. Hi, MJ. Uh that that session was absolutely hilarious. My teenage daughter and I are in the car just cracking up, and it was so disgusting. All right, but she you're, called it a you're, session. You're laughing. I am laughing, but it, it was hilarious. We were both gagging, and we were laughing at the same time. No, I don't want you to gag. <laughs> I don't want you to now, gag. Gagging or having some kind of reflex during morning drive radio, I don't know if that's good. No, but it is. It was, just, it was hilarious. All right, but you give it high marks. Hi, Mark. It was hilarious. People aren't going to yak in their car. Is this what you're worried about? Thank you. Well, but it's over the top. It's cartoon. I don't think it's it's not real sounding. Hi, it's uh, MJ. Good morning. Good morning. That was disgusting. Even though you know it's fake, it sounds real, and it's disgusting. All right. So what? Thumbs thumbs down? Yes. All right. Uh, Hi, it's MJ. Good morning. Um, Hi, MJ. I usually listen to your show every morning, and for the most part, that one wasn't funny to me this time. That was not funny? Oh, what? You're saying vomit's not funny? All right. Froggy, tone it down. Vomit is funny. Hey, Froggy, sit back. Stop saying it. Uh, hi, it's MJ. Good morning. <laughs> hey, MJ. I, I want to thank Froggy because he's desensitized me. I used to be see it, hear it, smell it, and I would get sick. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm good. See? All right. So you, I'm you helping the people. It's a Froggy's therapeutic radio sessions. Thank you. Hi, it's MJ. Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to say uh, that was awesome. Yeah, look, I knew he All would right. like it. It's going to be a mixed bag, man. It's going to be a 50-50 deal. 
where 50% love it and 50% uh, turn the channel. Wait a minute. It's not 50 50. It's way more people like it than don't. Hi, it's MJ. Good morning. Hey, I, I listen to you every morning, and I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> um, laughing in the car, you know, people think you're an idiot. Yeah. But uh, my question is are you going to give the lady a real chance? You know, you should give her a fair shake. Let her really be on your show. No, 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 we, no, 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 no we, we use them and toss them out like She's uh, the dummy who wants to be interviewed. But I'm not going to what? Was it Read her book, the nah. Fair Shake Morning Show, man. Yeah, we're, we're done uh-huh. with them. Use a use them, abuse them, lose them. Who's going to buy her? Hello, book you anyway. there? Hello. Oh, no, okay. Well, but you liked it, right? I loved it. Okay. Great. All right, hey, thanks. Was- thanks for the call. Hi, it's MJ. Good morning. Hey, MJ. I, I thought the the show was was pretty funny, but not as best. Uh, yeah, I, it's not his best, but I thought it was pretty funny. Thanks. All right, two more. That's it. All right, stop screening. I got to move on. Critics. Hi, it's MJ. Good morning. Good morning. Yep. I think you hit an all-time low with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've done much lower, I much will. worse. I, I, I know. I usually turn it down when I, you come I, on. I'll tell you what. I'm, well, I'm, screw I'm, you, ma'am. How about that? <laughs> hey, hey, fro- Froggy, stop. You make stop. a prank call, ma'am. ma'am, ma'am yeah, I'll see got, you do something. I don't make fun of your job. Ma'am, I've got much more palatable programming coming up next, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. The MJ Morning Show. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.